Welcome to Warren Upstage, a podcast showcasing all matters theatrical in the city of Warren. I'm Lewis Kerman, the host. And if you haven't already noticed, it's been a few months since our last episode. We spoke with Shannon Hurst back in May of 2020. And on December 21st, I spoke with Joe Colosi of the Warren Civic Theater to get an update as to what the theater company has been up to. Um, Obviously, there have been some changes to the environment of the arts, as well as the general economy because of the pandemic. But Joe did provide us with some information as to what the Civic Group has been doing for the last few months. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Joe. Oh, and we did record this on Zoom, so bear that in mind. With that being said, here's the interview. Enjoy. I guess, yeah, we'll just get right into it. Uh, I was looking probably a couple weeks ago. And I noticed on the Warren Civic YouTube channel, after what looks like not a whole lot of activity for <laughs> almost six years, suddenly there's uh, about seven uh, videos popping up over the last three months. Uh, could you yeah. tell me a little bit about what's been going on? Yeah, uh, it's actually almost uh, a, re, uh, a reimagining of sorts. It was a show we had done back in 2014, actually, speaking of six years ago. And the uh, we had I'd written it uh, just a, uh, a, a in a compilation of Grim Brother fairy tales that I had just adapted into short little ten minute comedies, and we had actually put the show up uh, as a collection of them with uh, a whole uh, intros and outros from the right the 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 Grim Brothers introducing the uh, different shows and some various other people, and you know, little two or three minute little interstitial scenes to stitch it all together as one big show. Um, at it, we were looking for some sort of content to put out there. Uh, we figured, well, you know, I own this personally, so there's no royalty issues on this one. The, uh, the stories they're based on are public domain. So it was a fun little thing. We'd originally done all seven, really six of those with uh, just six actors playing, I think all 55 parts. Uh, kind of just rotating. It was a, it was a show about a, a trunk full of wigs and hats, and uh, the whole thing was uh, about about ninety minutes, I think, when it was in its fullest form, because it kind of had some different variations where there was like a little, you know, sixty minute one act, and then there was a kind of more of a full two act version, and it kind of grew over time. And then we just I just kind of sat on them for the last several years, and when we were looking for content, I said, well, you know, those kind of break out in a little ten minute chunks, ten to fifteen minute chunks, and we had seen some other people do some some Zoom theater and thought, well, we can give it a try. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And uh, we had set it up to do one every two weeks, basically, try to throw it out there. So the original six from the last time we did it were there. And then it's kind of a, a fun little nod because, like I said, the original show had uh, just six actors in it. I actually wrote the Rapunzel one was brand new uh, so we could bring the original cast back to have them perform in it because it, I felt weird not having them in the other versions because I thought, well, you guys have played so many parts and hard for me to pick. Plus, it was an opportunity to get, like I said, 55 other actors involved over the course of 12 weeks. And uh, feedback on my end, at least, pretty generally was positive. Everybody seemed to have fun. It was a pretty low-key thing. Didn't have to get memorized. Uh, use your laptop screen like a teleprompter almost and just look right into the camera. You mentioned them uh, being public domain. I don't know if it's a trend, 
but I noticed uh, there have been reenactments of uh, not plays, but like movies. Have you seen the uh, Princess Bride reenactments? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that was a little bit of the inspiration behind it was that Princess Bride that was on, I think, Quibi. Well, you know, R.I.P. Uh, but it was uh, uh, it, it was a little bit of inspiration. It was this idea of uh, just kind of plain silliness. The uh, the idea that people obviously weren't in the same room, and you, the, the the thought of changing actors from scene to scene. You know, we need uh, in one uh, in one of the episodes we did uh, one of the we did Hansel and Gretel, and Hansel's supposed to be locked up in a cage, and he had this nice little cage, and he was gonna you know like a little cat uh, or a door, like a little uh, accordion door for like a dog or a cat to keep him out of a room, and it looked really cool, and then. We just kind of looked in the background and it was like, hey, is that a laundry basket? Just put a laundry basket on your head. And we looked at it and it was like, yeah, that's that's funnier. We should just do that. You know, it almost, it almost was better that we didn't have the thing. So we strived throughout, you know, when whenever we had a king or a queen, we were like, hey, in the next week, if you find yourself near a Burger King, just grab a paper crown. Don't go buy a tiara or, and, oh, my friend has this great, you know, replica Henry VIII crown. I'm like, we don't want that. That's no good. Uh, you know, make one out of cardboard. Uh, you know, something like that. And, and, and people kind of got into it pretty quickly going, oh, okay, I, I got it now. Uh, and it was, I think it was a lot more fun to watch that way too. So I know that this has uh, been called storybook theater. Um, are there more to come over the next few months? Well, we've, so? we've exhausted the cat as far as uh, anymore. I mean, we've exhausted the catalog of existing pieces. And like I said, even gone so far as to create an additional one. So we haven't had a whole lot of thought going into that. Um, I'm, I like to write, so I'm sure I, I'm hoping to write something else just to get into a different uh, frame of things as well. But uh, we had spent the last two months working on a holiday spectacular uh, where we had people send in acts and uh, you know we kind of put a little variety show together based on that. And that became more of a feat of video editing than theater, which was kind of a unique circumstance to be in. But uh, a fun one to to learn and kind of go through, and that actually came out uh, just just uh, on January or excuse me, December the twentieth. So um, that's a fun one too. We're hosting that up on the website, website, so you can go on there and, and give that a watch as well. And then in the new year, we're actually trying to figure it out. You know, we don't know what's going on with anything, and we don't want to get you know too presumptive and say we'll we'll we'll, we'll for sure be back in person and on this day and you know not be or the opposite, you know, get all the way to, you know, plan a, a year ahead saying, you know, we're only doing this. And then, you know, six months down the line, someone goes, yeah, you can go back in the theater. And it's like, well, we've already got another six months of not being in a theater planned. And so we're kind of playing it month by month. I know for sure we're going to start doing some classes. We had talked about potentially opening it up to other writers who maybe had pieces that they just wanted to hear read out loud and maybe less of a performance piece and more of just an opportunity for actors to read a a new work out loud for the author's benefit. People might potentially want to watch that. I don't know. Uh, but the idea in that capacity would just be, you know, again, as a writer hearing, once you hear it out loud, you start to go, oh, okay, this, this is a little different than I heard it. Or uh, there's definitely a, a chunk I assumed that I missed because I'd never heard this read out loud yet. That actually dips into a question I had. Um, I was going to ask you if this was limited to uh, fairy tales, if there were going to be like any sort of table reads uh, in the coming yeah, months. so yeah, we're hoping to do some table reads again. The, the one of the things we run into is if it's for the public, you run into kind of a copyright thing. Uh, if it's for private, it's basically the same as if you were sitting in your living room all reading the booked out loud together. There's nothing anyone can do. So I've got uh, I definitely have some several friends that were doing, especially like uh, going through all the works of Shakespeare. Every Saturday they get together and 
you know, there's a dozen of them and they all rotate playing roles and they have a, a blast out of it. It's kind of really only open to the folks that are reading it. And it's just something to do. Uh, you know, there's a lot of out of work actors, and directors and stage managers who just crave interaction with other people or they want to uh, just practice their craft well so they don't lose it. So we've seen some of that. Um, but to sit down and say, hey, we're going to get a script for Hello, Dolly and just read and sing it right on here. You run into some problems because, you know, that's somebody else's script. Um, we have also found that live music is still evading us. That seems to be a, a very complicated uh, uh, element. Just where does the sound come from? Who hears the sound? Keep, keep Keeping people in sync, having multiple people sing. Uh, Zoom is really good at making sure it blocks out everything but your voice, which often means <laughs> the backing track or other people's voices get cut out. So that's one of the reasons we ended up doing a pre-recorded version for the, the Holiday Spectacular was to figure, hey, we can get all these voices on tape, kind of put them together and make sure we're not at the whim of one person's internet out of the 20 or so that were involved. Yeah, unfortunately, like you say, copyrighted music often cuts into a lot of uh, people's ability to uh, well stream just for just for a, uh, a living, really. Sure. If you could tell me a little bit more about the Holiday Spectacular without spoiling too much. Sure. Yeah, we put a uh, for the Holiday Spectacular at Warren Civic Theater. We put out a message basically to all of our past casts, or at least for the last year or two, and said, hey, we're, we're doing this. Uh, we don't know what it is yet. Uh, but if you want to be involved in it, send us a tape, you know, send a uh, record yourself for, for 60 seconds, sing a song, tell a joke, do a, do a speech, do a dance, you know, play a piano or a saxophone, whatever you do. It's a, you know, we're, we're putting together a little variety show and uh, we got about 24, 25 people, I think submitted. And uh, at the end of the day, it was the right amount. We said, great, everybody's in. And uh, we kept everybody in there. We did, you know, one or two kind of big group numbers that kind of got everybody involved. And then we kind of factioned off two and went, okay, you three, we want you to sing a little trio. Uh, you know, you two, you can do a duet. Um, you, I want you to do this, you know, this monologue. And the beauty of it is we actually did do all of the holidays, uh, pretty much everything in December. And I don't want to say there's necessarily a learning aspect to it, but there's definitely, I know me, I know my beliefs, my my upbringings, my things. And, you know, I'm often ignorant of that. So it's always nice to hear somebody go, no, this is what this is, or this is what that is, or this is what this means, not just to me, but in general, almost from a historical perspective, just to say, this is what here, here in 30 seconds is the entire story of Hanukkah and what that means and why it's relevant and, and, and why people celebrate. And you kind of go, Oh, okay. Cause you hear about it, you know, it exists. And to just go, yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a different person's Christmas. And you go, that's not at all what this is. That's a, it's a totally different uh, event altogether. So to, to have somebody sit down and do that. And we were really lucky that I think we had representation in that group from all of those various holidays from, from uh, the solstice to Christmas, to Hanukkah, to Kwanzaa. We had a representative from each of them that was able to kind of say, here's what it is. Uh, here's how, here's how we celebrate it. And then we were able to do kind of a piece from each of those as well. Uh, there's always significantly more Christmas themed ones, uh, just given the nature of the holiday, but we were able to get some poems and some stories and some songs in there that were, that weren't directly related to it, which was kind of nice. Sounds real interesting. Yeah. So what else is happening, uh, as far as theater around the area that you know of? Theater in the area, I've not, you know, I've not seen a whole lot. I've heard some innovative things people are doing, uh, still aren't live. Uh, everybody's itching and ready and, and, and wanting to. And, and the beauty from what I've noticed, and I know there's, you know, there's debates on both sides on everything, but 
by and large in the, in the theater community, at least the, the, the people that I'm affiliated with, while they're all desperately excited for it to come back, they're, they're all very patient as well. Nobody's just saying, you know, forget it, just slap 100 people in a room, we'll get over it. No, nobody's got that mentality. Everybody's very concerned. Everybody has the understanding that this stinks. This is a, a, a literal worst case scenario. That being said, we're, we're ramping up, we're getting ready. Uh, a lot of people prepping things, getting ready. I know for us, we're doing, you know, tiny little things, updating the website, things that when you don't have uh, a year of free time <laughs> that you don't, you know, often goes neglected, spring cleaning, things like that, or, or just working some things out, figuring out future things so that when we do come back, we're, we're, we're running on all fours. Uh, unfortunately, last time uh, the, uh, the pandemic struck, uh, I want to say five days before opening of one of our shows. So that never actually opened. We were supposed to do Frozen Junior. Uh, the I think it was March twentieth, and on the on the fourteenth, we got the the shutdown. It was that Saturday, I think, was the, supposed to be the first day of the Tech Week, and it was real ten. It was like, well, we're well, maybe we can reschedule for tomorrow. Well, you know, we had Sunday off. It was like maybe we'll all come in Sunday, and then it quickly became, oh, we're not going to be able to do this this week. And then it was, well, maybe maybe we can give it a few more weeks, and it became this thing. So we've had to. Uh, it has not been canceled. We we have kind of put it in an indefinite postponement. When we come back, it's the first thing we're doing. Uh, when we can be live, it doesn't lend itself to being on tape or virtual. Like I said, between all the singing and just the amount of people involved in it, it becomes incredibly complex to try to do that. So uh, it'll be that. And then we also had a production of Matilda that was maybe a month out of like the three months. It was it was only about a third of the way into it. But again, it was all cast, had a crew, had started rehearsing. They learned a few dances, some songs. So that'll pick up, too. So whenever we get the OK to go back, we're, we're going right back with that. And the beauty of all this is it's really taught us to innovate uh, in a lot of ways. We're able to do things online that we just never considered doing in the past or had no reason to. You know, this idea of having a meeting or a read through or a get together in the past was we have to get a large room and we all have to meet together. And now some of that can really be done over, over the computer, uh, whether it's that, whether it's the introduction. Uh, I think often whenever we kick off our shows, we do a very long uh, speech just to kind of acclimate everybody to what's going on and, and, and what they can expect and all that. The more we look at it, we go, ah, does this need to be done live? You know, and we don't know the answer to that, but it's, it becomes a matter of, you know, do we have, we, we've, we have these new, I say new, but we have these digital options that are new to us. And we're even talking about the lead up to Frozen. You know, the you know once we start getting close to it, we may very well start back off with online rehearsals to see, you know, to catch everybody up because it'll have been a year since they stopped rehearsing at the, at, at least. I, I don't presume it going up before uh, May, uh, excuse me, March, but it'll have been a it'll have been more than a year. So. But they, it's in the back of their head somewhere. They, they learned it. They were ready to perform it uh, for all intents and purposes. So it becomes a matter of, you know, getting a music director on there and just plunking out some notes and reminding everybody of the words and the melodies and still giving another couple of weeks of rehearsal afterwards, but kind of doing a almost a season recap kind of thing, you know, at the beginning of a, of a series. Uh, you can go in and we get a quick season recap for a couple of weeks, hopefully, as we blend into it. So that should help us get in there with with everything moving. Um, a couple other places have really taken into the, the virtual thing and it's, it's nice. It's great. It works best in a, in a one man show sort of thing. I know the, 
the Jet Theater out in Walled Lake is they, they do their annual uh, Anne Frank show or Diary of Anne Frank, but right now they're doing it as an interactive piece for schools rather than having them come watch the Diary of Anne Frank for two and a half hours. They have an actress that plays Anne Frank. They've got a small little set they built for her. They follow all the, the regulations. She's the only one in the room. Uh, they've got, she's just got a laptop. They've got somebody out in the booth and, uh, and they broadcast it, you know, to the classrooms and they can interact and, you know, she has her speech and her own things she has to do, but, you know, they can ask questions and it's oddly fitting this idea of, of sheltering in place and not being able to, to leave. I mean, obviously very different, but a relatable topic for these kids who are under the impression that this is the worst it could be. Spoiler, it's not, uh, it gets much worse uh, or could. But uh, yeah, so I've seen that. That was probably one of the more innovative things I've, I've seen where I was like, that's a really clever way to, to do that. A couple of other places I know of, for the most part, they table the season and they're, they're waiting. They, they, they roll it out and everybody for a while there was rolling it out going, all right, we're pushing everything back a month. And after like six times of like moving everything back a month, everybody just kind of went more info later, which was, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get to that when we know something, just I think the smarter way to do it because I think it was getting people's hopes up and it was kind of just messing with people's emotions. So it's, it's, it's smart. We, we also were of the same mind of let's minimize the number of times we have to say we're doing it. We're not doing it. Yeah. No kidding. So what have you been doing lately to uh, keep your sanity? as <laughs> this yeah. has been going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, keeping sanity is tough these days. I've, I've, I've been working from home since March, so I, I, I don't go out much at all. Um, my kids are fortunate enough that they were able to go back to school in September. So they at least get a little bit of outside interaction. It's different. It's strange, but they're enjoying it. Um, we do a little bit of the remote learning, especially uh, after the breaks. I know for in January, once we get off the holiday break, they'll have an extra week where they're going to be a remote learning just to ensure all of the potential traveling that would have occurred in the previous two weeks has expired its time. And uh so they were able to do that, but it's been a lot of, you know, fixing up the house, at least trying to. It's uh, catching up on TV, watching some series, <laughs> things, you know, all the things that you go, oh, one day I'll watch that. And finding myself at the end of that list going, oh, boy, I thought, <laughs> I thought this would last me the rest of my life. Any that you'd recommend right now? Uh, you know, I, I, I was a, it was a show I'd heard about, but I had, uh, I was, uh, what did I watch? I think it was on Prime. It was uh, Orphan Black. I had never seen it before and I had heard a, or I got a recommendation from somewhere and I watched it and I, I was fascinated by it. It was very interesting. The, the people in it and it's, it's, I think it's five, 10 episode season. So it's, it's a nice little thing you can watch in a, in a month or two and, or depending on how fast you're breezing through it. But that was a, that was a fun surprise. I was, I didn't know what that was uh, and, uh, yeah, I've, yeah, I've just been doing that. I've been catching up on, on my naps. <laughs> Which is always um, nice. Oh, I yeah. wish I knew what that was like anymore. <laughs> right. Um, and then I have, I've actually been writing a little more, which is, is something that I always love to do, but never have the time. So that's been a fun little thing. Uh, and just to bring it back to the other one, the, the idea behind Rapunzel was it seemed like a perfect script because, again, it's that idea of being being trapped inside for long periods of time is kind of at the, at the core of that story. So it became, a, well, that's an interesting one because uh, when I first started, I was like, I want to adapt one. I'm trying to think, I go, what's, a, what's you know, cause the, the Grimm brothers have uh, over, I think, two or three hundred stories. And 
90% of them are just, you know, it's, you know, the story of King Thrushbeard, the, the 12 knaves, like just stories you've never heard of uh, that are great. And some of them are, you know, eight sentences long and some of them are chapter books. And you go, this is insane that this is all part of the same collection. And uh, so I was trying to pluck out ones that people would, would recognize. And I was, and I just remember thinking, I was like, I just wish there was one that maybe summarized the idea of what was going on. And I was chatting with Greg uh, and we went back and forth and, Started talking about something else, and then just in the middle of it, I just screamed Rapunzel, and he was like, "What's the matter?" And I was like, I "Just realized Rapunzel's about about uh, about this." And then, fun fact: if you go back and watch the Rapunzel television show, I don't know if you're aware of this, they live in the kingdom of Corona. That's a that's a true fact that I found quite surprising. I don't think they mentioned it at all in the movie, but uh, my kids had taken to watching the TV show over the summer, the Tangled series, and. Uh, yeah, they live in the kingdom of Corona. It's like that's a deep cut. I hope that's. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna chalk it up to a coincidence, unless they yeah. say it's in the prefecture of COVID nineteen, which I don't yeah. think that's the case. No. Well, Corona, if memory serves, is the Latin word for crown, so yeah. it's not yeah. uncommon. And I no, believe the virus has the name because of the little crowns on it. So I mean, there's yeah. a there's a legitimate correlation there, but just. Uh, of all the kingdoms to be named Corona. That's a, that's a, that's a strong one. It is a strong choice. I don't know. I mean, in general, I'm excited to get back uh, whenever we can, when it's safe to, uh, again, as excited as uh, I am and, and disappointed as I am that, that we can't do it. I'm, I'm, I get it. And, and, and we're happy to wait and, and get going. And I know there's dozens of other people were hoping to do more in January, February, March, that first couple of months to see, I know for sure we're going to probably have some classes. That seems to be something we can do online pretty easily. Some acting classes. We'll have some info at warrencivic.org on that real soon. Um, and then hopefully we'll do something, whether it's staged readings or cold readings or new scripts. We're, we're hoping to do a little something just to to one, keep people entertained, but uh, two, help uh, help the actors out there that just need something to do. Uh, one of Greg's favorite things to say is that theater only exists because you need two kinds of people. You need doers and you need watchers. So uh, right now there's plenty to watch. There's just not a lot to do. So we're trying to make sure we make opportunities for those folks whenever we can. Uh, any tips or recommendations uh, to those folks right now, the doers? Uh, yeah, for those of you that are looking for something to do, uh, you know, something I learned in college, I went to college for theater. And one of the things they taught us was, you know, scripts are very quick reads. Uh, they're meant to be performed in two hours generally. So you can usually get tip to tail on it in, in that time or less. Read a script, find a script, uh, purchase one, download one. You know, if you have a library or just access to it, I, I every script I've ever done lives behind me on a bookshelf and, and I'll, con you know, I'll often revisit them or anthology series is to read them. Uh, almost go through the motions of it. Keep yourself sharp. Uh, you know, if you're a director, pick it up and, and start thinking about it. If you're a, an actor, you know, pick up a book and, and, and find a part maybe you'll never play and, and just muddle that over. You know, I'm, I'm at the point now where I can, I can go look at Romeo and Juliet and I can, I can read Romeo and know that I'll never do that or, or that that time has passed, which is totally fine. But to be able to look at it and go, ah, maybe I can just play around with that or, or find some of the parts you can. Um, and to do it yourself, if you've got friends, if you've got, you know, uh, some people, you know, you, the beauty of it now is you don't need an organization to tell you this is where we're doing it because you don't have to worry about facilities and 
lighting and the scenery and all the things that go into like a major production. Um, one of the things we used to do in college is we would, we'd just get a script and six of us would sit in the living room and we'd just read it out loud just to, to hear a new script. Uh, so yeah, read, <laughs> I guess this is my, my answer, read and, and just keep yourself sharp. Uh, if you're a singer, sing, you know, they, there's plenty of apps out there where you can get on there and, and sing with strangers from across the world. If you want to, it's one of the things keeping my wife sane right now is, uh, an app she's got that she gets to go on there and it's, it's, it's a chance to, to sing. Cause that's, that's the thing that makes her happiest. And, and she's, you know, not been able to do that, uh, in a organized setting for some time. So yeah find the thing you're doing and there's, there's some way to do it. No, it's not perfect. And no, it's not ideal, but it's, it's something. And it's, it's, it's a piece to keep you sane and it's, it's, it's something to do and, and to keep you sharp. That's the thing I'm, I was worried. I was like, am I going to forget how to, how to do this in a year? I mean, you know, I've never had this kind of a, a break. Uh, so, you know, keep yourself sharp. Words to live by if I say so myself. For more information on the Civic Theater's happenings, including those classes, as well as a chance to check out the Holiday Spectacular, both of which Joe mentioned, check out the group's website, warncivic.org. Special thanks to Joe Colosi for taking the time to chat. To see and hear more from us, look up our website, mywarn, that's miwarn.org. And if you like what you heard, drop us a line at one of our social media pages. The links are on our site. In the meantime, let's look forward to the new year. Stay warm, stay safe, wear a mask, and as always, thanks for listening.